Time to lock it in. Another week is upon us. It is Lineup Locked, your weekly podcast for everything fantasy football. We have quite the show prepared for you guys today. There's four of us that are uh, from across the uh, U.S. of A. right now. We've got Jenna, who uh, is one of the writers on the Creator Rank website. We've got Lee, who is also a writer for the website, and Chris and I, who are the podcast hosts and co-hosts. So we're going to drop you with quite the information. Jenna has written an article for us that is about the air raid offense and should you be buyers or should you be stay-or-wayers, so to speak. Uh, And we're also going to talk about tight ends. Last episode, we covered the other offensive positions, and this is going to be tight end-centric. So first off, before we get into everything, I do want to know that let you know that this podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. It's our brand new fantasy football website where you can create your own set of customized player rankings. We have a great team putting out content every day in the form of articles, videos, podcasts, and more. We also have a 20-minute one-on-one chat with our site experts, completely free for 2019. For more, follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank. And check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Speaking of Creator Rank, it is the launch weekend. We just uh, launched yesterday on June 1st, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And it's a fantastic website. And God, there's a lot of information already out there. So but without further ado, we're going to introduce you to everybody who's participating in this podcast. So we'll start with Jenna, since nobody's heard from her yet. And she's going to tell us what she wrote about and just say a quick hello. So Jenna, hey, how's it going? Okay, so uh, spoiler alert, uh, you're, you're probably not thinking it's going to be too successful is what I'm, is what I'm gauging. No, I'm not a big fan. No. no. Is, is it a remnant, kind of like Chip Kelly style? Is that, is that the kind of vibe you're getting? Oh no, yeah, that's that's not good. That could mean like a good half a season and then and then kind of go away. So I mean, I think Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than RG three ever was. I hope so. I mean, I know RG three had an amazing rookie season, but you can't be that good for one season and then just fall off the map and be like, hey, I don't know how to play this game. Did you hear they want to run ninety offensive plays a game? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! I know it's definitely uh, it's intriguing to me. But uh, what did Sean Payton say? Sean Payton's a big fan of the all the uh, weird hirings going on this off season because he's ready to kick their butt. Was his verbatim? Uh, yeah, he said a different word, but we'll go with butt. But uh, talking about the Packers hire, obviously he was. Uh, I think I think throwing some shade at that. And definitely towards the Cardinals is what I believe. Well, speaking of the Packers coach, he tore his, uh, his Achilles the other day playing basketball. He did. Apparently, he's hardcore. Yeah. Apparently, he's hardcore. So, so good for him. <laughs> so, next up, Lee. Say hi to the people, Lee. Hey, guys. What's up? This is Lee uh, at Dynasty Dingo on Twitter. You're a Dynasty expert here. So, and, and we get Chris. What's your handle? My uh, Twitter handle is ctemp03. You can reach me there 24-7. You may not get a reply until the morning because I like my sleep. <laughs> and I'm Zach. You can follow me at Chew on Sports. And Jenna, I was skipping over your Twitter handle. I'm sorry, Jenna. Where can the people find you on Twitter? What's your handle? At 
All right, at Fantasy Girl Guru, right on. So let's break it down. So Jenna is our guest today. So uh, us gentlemen have prepared some questions for her. And then we're going to all get into tight ends together. So we're going to start with Lee. Uh, Lee, you have some questions prepared for her. So fire away, sir. Yes, so um, Jenna, question number one is how long have you been playing fantasy for? Um, about 15 years. I played fantasy way back before it was cool for girls, too. <laughs> <laughs> Boys Club. Nice. All right, next question, Lee. Awesome, yeah. So number two will be, um, what is the best trade you've ever made and then worst trade? Well, I know my worst trade. My worst trade was I traded away Odell Beckham after he got to in 2015 for fighting with Josh Gordon because he cost me a championship and I was angry. Um, and I think I gave him away for like a couple of firsts and a wide receiver. Oh, wow. And in a dynasty league? Uh, yeah. Or it was RSO, so kind of. But oh. I had him on a rookie deal and it was, it was horrible. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't really have any great ones. Like, mine are mostly very boring. Like, you put them in a trade calculator and they're like, so, so you pretty much are a fair trader, is what you're saying. Is that's why they're kind of it's it's like both teams win. Nobody really, nobody's really throwing throwing shade. I'm not a really big fan of those kind of trades. I really want to win the trades. Yes, Chris. Happening. Chris very much demonstrated to us last week that he is all about uh, taking advantage of individuals on trades. I personally, I personally uh, try to find a team that's weak in a position where I'm stronger at and see what I can do to get my team better and be stronger. Um, last year, It's crazy, though, because you always think trading is so beneficial, and sometimes just standing pat really is the, the best objective and the best thing to do. Like last season, for instance, I was not feeling Kirk Cousins, and I had him on my team, so I traded him away, made a few moves. Long story short, I ended up with Carson Wentz. And when it was over, said, and done with, I was in the playoffs with Dak as my quarterback who I picked off waivers and made it to the Super Bowl with Dak. So that's that's one of the things that we want to educate the people that listen to our show about is that sometimes just because it's a household name or the name seems better, it's not always, not it's not normally the best play. Yeah. I mean, Dak was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league the last month if, go in the playoffs if you had him, you know? And most people didn't survive Aaron Rodgers. His amazing championship performance that he beat me in, but uh, most people didn't make it that far because of him. Uh, Lee, what else do you have for Jenna, sir? Yeah, last question would be, do you have a specific draft strategy in either redraft or dynasty leagues? Um, in dynasty, I try to stay cool during the runs and pick up value. Like, when the quarterback's run started in our recent draft, I tried not to buy into it and pick up all the value that's left along the way. And in Dynasty, I would think more than redraft. I try to keep in mind that my team that I draft is just a starting point for the season, and I never end up by starting day with the same team that I started with. And in redraft, I don't even bring a sheet anymore because by the time we're drafting in our redraft leagues, I've done so much research that I'm just like, oh, I'll take that guy. So... I like it. Speaking of our dynasty league, you see that you and I play week one. Have you noticed that yet? Oh, do we? Yes, we have a week one, a week one date of destiny. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, oh, I like you. Was kind of taken, taken aback by the amount of quarterbacks in that league. By the way, that were drafted so quick and tried to just hold on and wait for as long as possible, but. Yeah, it was a little too late by the time I acted. I, I, I got some, I got a little bit okay. Lamar Jackson and Big Ben is what I'm firing away with in that league, but we'll see. We shall see for sure. Now, Chris is up next with questions for Jenna. Jenna, my questions are, are have to do with your article. I know you, you mentioned it a minute ago about the offensive line. Um, do you think with the new system, their splits in the air raid are about two feet apart? Do you think that'll help them out a little bit, spread it out, You know, make those edge rushers have to go a little bit further? injuries, that's going to affect how they move from laterally, and I think they're just going to get blown past. 
Do you think do you think this offense can be fantasy relevant? I think I think I'm with you. Um, I don't know about what Lee's feelings are, and we'll we'll get him to chime in too. I think I'm with you that it's not going to translate to wins, and I think all in all, it's going to fail as far as being a winning organization. I really do. But do you think fantasy relevance? Do you think that can factor in? Nice. Um, I think that, because Kyler Murray's built to run this offense. And like you said, he is better than RG3, and I'm just hoping he doesn't get hurt. Um, but he is built, he's got a quick release, quick through his reads, and I think he's going to check down to David Johnson. If they're running 90 plays a game, probably 60 of them. Wow. So, because, like, Hakeem Butler is probably the best rookie they have, but has issues with drops and stuff, and I just, I don't, I don't see him having a really other great option. In my article, I left Christian Kirk off, because I'm just not that high on him, but he could be another one that I think would have some good fantasy value. Yeah, especially in PPR, right? He'll probably catch five or six passes a game, easy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lee, what are your thoughts, Lee, by the way, on, on the offense? Are you, are you a buyer of it? Or are you passing? How are, how are your thoughts? I think it, it, it varies because there are a lot of people who love it and a lot of people who hate it. So I definitely want to get the right value for it. But I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan. I'm not sure if you guys remember. But he was my 10th quarterback in redraft. Oh, yes. Um, when, we were, when we were doing the rankings. So I'm really high on him because I think the rushing ability really helps out from a fantasy production standpoint. But a guy I also really love, who Jenna didn't mention is Andy Isabella, because that deep threat for Kyler Murray, he utilizes it, as we saw with Marquise, um, Marquise Brown, and obviously Andy Isabella isn't quite Marquise Brown, but he had the production in college, and I think if he can get on the field uh, starting week one, he could actually be kind of a sleeper to target in drafts. Wow. So, Jenna, back to you before Chris continues with his next question. How many catches do you think David Johnson's going to get in, in this offense? Yeah, I, I'm a buyer for sure. I know Chris was. Uh, I know that uh, Chris, my 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 co-host here, is kind of has the David Johnson hate from last season because obviously you're spending a three or four pick on him and he he returned top ten value, but surely if you could have went with a few other guys, whether it's Barkley or whoever, you would have had a way better season. And some people were kind of bitten by that last season as well, so they might pass. And uh, wow, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that. PPR-wise, I, I think that him and Barkley could make a case for being number one and two. I really do. A 1,000-yard rushing, a 1,000-yard receiving, I don't think that that's even out of the scheme of things. Oh, man. So, so a Ladanian Tomlinson-type season. Yeah. Wow. Chris, what you got? What's your next question? Well, they kind of answered my next question, uh, so we're going to have to kind of change it up a little bit. Uh, so, offensive weapons, you mentioned Hakeem Butler. I don't want to talk about Kyler Murray. Everybody talks about him. And then you guys talked about Andy Isabella. Is there anybody outside of those three players that are young rookie players that you think will perform on this team above a rookie level that they drafted? No, because I honestly don't think Andy Isabella is going to perform that high either. Um, they just, all these rookie receivers and stuff that came in, and Caleb Wilson, we know he's not going to do anything yet. Titans just don't do it year one. Um, they're all coming in, and they all have warts, every one of them. So whether it be their um, inability to catch the ball with their hands or whatever, I'm trying to look through my notes that I had on Isabella. Oh, yeah, he gets pushed around. So if anybody gets physical with him, he's just going to get pushed right off of his route. So, so what do you think about uh, – so I've, you've obviously studied this offense way more than me, and this is a tight end episode, right? And we're going to be getting into that after we finish talking to you uh, about this article. Ricky Seals-Jones is the starting tight end there, correct? Correct. Is he going to be a factor in this offense? Because he was not a, really, he was a, a sleeper darling, so to speak, last year and really didn't deliver. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? 
Okay. I think Charles Clay is going to cut into Ricky Seals Jones so much that they're, they're both going to end up being very fantasy irre- irrelevant. So maybe maybe bi week streaming for uh for your tight end. Okay. And is that because just he's shown, besides last year, he was a little banged up, right? He's just shown more consistency, especially with Buffalo, with a scrambling quarterback with Tyrod Taylor? There you go. That's exactly it. All right. He I li- the type of offense to run. So. And his talent set is there to be elite. He's just never performed to that level. Okay. Chris, anything else? And uh, last question I have, it, it's, it's for the air raid in particular, you know, Growing up here in Texas, the air raid was relevant out here. I mean, all the high schools run it. All the major colleges around here in the Big 12 run it. Uh, do you think any of these players that are drafted here here of late uh, that are running these spread systems, it's like the air raid and all that, do you think their skills are translating sooner rather than later at any position? You know, I, I think so. Like, I think it's – Well, I agree. I, th- I think one of the bigger problems for it is, you know, in, in college they basically say you line up here and you line up here and they learn three, four routes. And then when they get to the pros, they know how to run those three, four routes really well. But now they're having to translate to a full route tree here at the pro level. I think that's the biggest biggest issue these rookie wide receivers are having. It is, but I think once you've learned basic routes, it's easier to learn the rest of the tree if you learn to run them well. And you learn – and if you focus on the skill set going in, your cuts, laterals, comebacks, and how to do them well, you just move them around. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So this is the last year of Larry Fitzgerald, probably. Uh, I think he said one more go, right? Is There's always somebody. I, obviously, I've, uh, I'm in, I don't want to say ageist. That's the wrong word. But I, I tend to go youth uh, as far as when I'm picking up individuals. So... Is, is that somebody that if he keeps falling and he's available in the 10th, 11th, 12th round that you would pull the trigger on? Or are you like me or you just kind of stay away? I stay away from the old guys. Okay. I would say that was a good strategy for all of our listeners, really, because injury starts creeping up and youth just has more upside. And they have these explosion games and you can trade and get value for guys like that. So now I have some questions for you, Jenna. Uh, first off, I think your article is awesome. Anybody who has not yet signed up to go to creatorrank.com, you should absolutely do so. Uh, there are so many good good articles already up from all the writers, and, and Jenna's article is just awesome. So she, like us, is all kind of getting into this in- industry, right? We've, we've talked about it. We've fallen in love with football. We have an obsession, a passion, if you will. So how did you decide? When did you decide, this is what I want to write about, this is what... I kind of want it. This is the direction I want to go in my right now. Um, when I decide what I write about, basically, if I'm like, oh, I like, I was like, I wonder what's going to go on with the Arizona offense, and you can't, if I can't find another article on it, that's what I write about. Because I'm like, I wonder, because other people have the same question, so. Oh, for sure. What uh, do you know? What your next article is going to be about yet? Okay. Based on your scoring setup. So it's really nerdy. <laughs> That's, hey, I'm all about math. That's what got me into fantasy is I love the math aspect of trying to put a lineup together. In fact, I'm pretty good at fantasy football, baseball, and basketball because I get the math equation of putting a, a team together. Even though I don't know as much about baseball, I still figure it out. So yeah. Chris and I have this term, and uh, we, we shared it with Lee a little bit last week, so I'm going to share it with you. So it might sound kind of foreign, but we call it a pizza party player. We actually stole it from a local radio show host here. It's uh, last year his 
he had a it was a the draft for the Dallas Cowboys and he's like man this is my pizza party player if the Cowboys get this guy in the second round I'm gonna be super hyped so I know last year whenever I was drafting a target I think I was in six leagues and a target that I had was Juju I felt Juju was gonna be awesome I felt like his he was being undervalued and I thought that was a guy that I could probably get third fourth fifth round depending on which league I was in that I would just be so confident having multiple shares of that that could deliver me some championship runs. So for you going into this season, it's still early, but you win your championships in June doing prep work. So is there a pizza party player for you right now that you're trying to get uh, stocks of? Preston Williams. Okay. Undrafted free agent. He's in Miami. Um, He was, I think... Matt Waldman's seventh or eighth wide receiver on his list and went undrafted. And everything out of camp in Miami is saying that he is just doing amazing. Wow. Just lighting it up. I read that too. Let me, let me ask you a question about him. So if – is this more of a dynasty pick or would this be more of a, of a hey, take a flyer late in your fantasy draft pick? Or both? Planting, planting the flag. That is a tout. Heck yes. One thing, one thing. I, I usually, I'm a big camp hype fan for almost every organization in the NFL. Uh-huh. I grabbed Tyler Eifert a couple of years ago when he was coming off injury and he had the 13 touchdowns. Like I love, I love camp hype. The one organization that worries me is the Dolphins. <laughs> Everybody and their mother is a camp standout for the Dolphins. So. I would worry a little bit. Obviously, Preston Williams was a great prospect coming out of high school, had some issues, which is why he had to play at Colorado State, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I just – I am worried. A guy who I would take from the Dolphins is Devontae Parker because oh. he has proven that he can do it. But he had, He's had a couple of solid seasons, and they're going to look to, to get him the ball because they just picked up his options. So That's why Preston I drafted Williams Devontae Parker. See, I, I do the uh, Jimmy Fallon ooh uh, gif at you when you talk about Devontae Parker. He grosses me out personally. <laughs> but uh, see, the cool thing is about planting a flag is that, you know, like last year with Juju, I use him as an example. That's a that's a high risk move to make in every single league if he doesn't pan out to be what I thought, right? Because you get so many shares. I think that if you're planting your flag on someone that you can literally take as a free pick, like before you, if you're in a league that still does kickers or defenses, you're probably picking him. That That's probably where his ADP is going to be unless the hype just gets so crazed here in training camp. So I think that that's a good, that's a good point that she made, that that's somebody she's buying, and it's not going to cost a whole lot either. Would you, would you think that's about where he's going to be falling pretty late? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. In that aspect, yes, because he's he's basically he's going to be free in redraft for sure. And in dynasty, he went I think 18th or 17th. So yeah, he's he's basically free. All right. So our two experts are in agreement that he could pretty much be a free pick. So that is a name to keep a lookout for. I certainly will because I like whooping everybody's butt when I play fantasy. So I'll keep a I'll take a flyer on the guy for sure. Plus, I you know like I said, uh, I trust the judgment and the eyes don't lie. He looks good. He looks good from what I've seen, and that's. That's what it's about, is watching tape and seeing uh, seeing the movement and going from there. So my next question for you, uh, Jenna, is going to be passion. So I'm passionate about fantasy. I like to talk about it. I like to talk about sports. I could literally go for hours. So me being on a podcast and talking about sports is not a hard thing to do. So for you to get into writing and get into where this is a, a field that you're kind of getting into – what, when did this turn into an obsession, a want, a this is something I want to talk about all the time? When did that click with you? I've been football obsessed my whole life. Oh, wow. So okay. I was born in South Florida, so we were Dolphins fans. And then, um, when we, and then I did a stint in West Virginia, so we were still Dolphins fans. And then when we moved to Lake Norman, which is just north of Charlotte, I loved being here with the Panthers. And and then the Jake DeLome years came, so that's when I started kind of switching into fantasy because it was a really stressful time. They called us the cardiac caps because you never knew if he was going to drop or throw five interceptions or five touchdowns. Right, yeah, I remember and, that. <laughs> uh, so I joined a redraft league, and 
like from day one I was like oh this is my jam like I was in so and I'm a stats girl and a math nerd so being able to break it all down and figure it all out was just I became obsessed and my husband's obsessed with it like we're those people that stay up in bed talking until 2 a.m. about who we think the best prospects are for the 2020 rookie draft (laughs) oh that's awesome. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, and, and I didn't prep you for this, so forgive me. But I remember whenever we first all started meeting each other, you have a draft book. You go big time into the rookies, right? Like watching the combine and taking notes on everyone and watching their film. And she uh, she's showing it to me right now. She sure does. I have my book. Excellent. I always have my book. I carry it with me in my purse in case like something jumps in my head that I need to look at. So. How long have you been doing your book? Very good. Very good. Oh, that's. I applaud you for that. I I <laughs> I try to make notes about a player and it's chicken scratch unless it's on my computer. So good for good for you. So last question is not football related. Uh, I want our listeners who who time in uh, chime in, excuse me, to know kind of our quips and what's about us and kind of have a fun time with us too. So I'm real big into entertainment and I like movies and I like shows. So my question to you is probably a pretty hard one. So forgive me. But what is, if you could have one movie, one show, that you guys have to watch on repeat, and that's it, that's all you get, what are they? I'm watching, for my movie, it's going to be True Romance. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Uh, That is my very favorite movie. And for shows, that's a hard one, because they'd either be Rick and Morty or The Newsroom. Okay. And I know those are like two opposite spectrums. Oh, wow. So that's cool you said True Romance. That is, if I'm not mistaken, the first script Quentin Tarantino wrote, right? That was his first done there. Lee, have you seen True Romance? I know you're, you're a little younger. Have you heard of that movie? Heard of it, never seen it. Lee, that is a homework assignment. I think you will love it. It is very good. It's okay. straight up crying drama. It's it's a good one, man. Check it out. Never You've never seen it, Chris? I've never heard Chris, of it. you should also watch it. It's good. And all of our listeners, you should also watch True Romance if you've never seen it. It is a, it is a good movie. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette. It's got Christopher Walken, uh, Dennis Hopper. You'll know. Good cast. I like the cats. Yes, yes, Christopher Walken. keeps. This funny Fun fact about Christopher Walken, he eats an apple and keeps it in his pocket at all times. Like he'll take a bite of the apple and then just put it in his pocket and save it for later. It's very weird. It's a lot weird. And in Pulp Fiction, he kept a watch somewhere that he probably shouldn't. But that's a story for another day. So, and then your show, The Newsroom, that was on HBO, right? Right. Is that correct? Okay, excellent. Yes, I actually never saw The Newsroom, and I'm looking for a new show to binge. So I just might try that, because Game of Thrones is over. So I need to, I need to get on that action. It is, um, it is the best show, hands down. Jeff Daniels, correct? Jeff Daniels, yes. All right, see? Hey, That's awesome. Oh, I need to check it out. I, I'm. Uh, it looked interesting. I just didn't, for whatever reason, did not watch. So, so yes. Yeah, so, listeners, check that out. So, we're going to get into tight ends now. And before we do that, I do want to just do one uh, public service announcement for everybody. So, what makes Create a Rank so special is we have something that I've never really heard of before and I don't see too much of. I want to take a moment to tell our listeners about a fully customizable podcast service offered right now on createarank.com. Brought to you by the guys at CPMC. This service offers a fully customizable podcast for your fantasy football league. They will evaluate rosters, give power rankings, do mock drafts, give out draft grades, suggest trades, preview the playoffs, and anything else you need for your league. Find them on Twitter. It's at CPMC Podcast and creatorrank.com slash product slash CPMC check them out. That's going to be a good tool, especially as we get closer to draft season as well. Those guys are going to be super busy because right now, only the hardcore are doing really... Dynasty drafts are the majority of right now. Uh, There's not a whole lot of redraft league. There's a few. There's a few. And if if people are about that life, I won't judge them. I prefer to wait till training camp-ish 
so I'm not drafting injured players in uh, in those. But uh, speaking of which, we're going to transition into tight ends now. Uh, one thing we did not do uh, last week was talk about tight ends, so that's what we're going to do for the rest of the pod today. So what I have in front of me right now is a list of .5 rankings on Fantasy Pros. So it's going to be the order of tight ends on that, and I've also done a little research. So what I want to share with you before we talk about tight ends is I want to share the research that I looked up. So I'm very intrigued to see because a lot of times trends continue in the NFL. Uh, I've said two things that I kind of plant my flag on for this fantasy season. I think we're witnessing the return of the running quarterback. I think that the Josh Allens of the world, the Lamar Jacksons, the Kyler Murray are going to be a very big fantasy asset this year for people, especially who wait on quarterback. Yes, Jenna? You forgot Cam Newton. Oh, and Cam Newton. That's right. That's right. Cam Newton's healthy. He's going to be good to go. And Cam Newton. So those are, and Cam Newton people, for that exact reason, are passing on Cam because they are the other questions of the shoulder. So from what I've seen in ADP so far. Thank you, Jenna. So, so, so we have that aspect, number one. And I also am a big believer that tight ends are going to be on the come up. Now, I'm not saying to take any of these guys with your first pick. That's, that's not where we're coming from. But I do believe that you can successfully, just like last season, wait on tight end, wait on quarterback, and you can go after hopefully one of the individuals we're about to talk about right now and send yourself to a championship. So first off, what I broke down for us was targets. The targets for 2018. The team, the top team in targets last year was the Eagles at 210. Number two was the Chiefs, 175. No, you notice a uh, common denominator here. It's Kelsey and Ertz. We have the 49 or uh, the Colts at number three, who ran a lot of two tight ends. We have the 49ers at number four. Washington at number five. Raiders at six. Ravens at seven. Packers 8, Steelers 9, Giants at 10. The Eagles were top with 210. The Giants are number 10 with 113. So the reason why we're going to talk about that is because when we're looking at this list of tight ends, I want our listeners to kind of understand that, sure, that that, the talent could be there, the want, but are the targets there? Because that's what's really, really important. Like for me, I'm going to dissect the list right now, and we're going to look at the top 10, Okay. We've got Travis Kelsey is the number one ranked tight end, according to Fantasy Pros. We've got Kittle 2, Ertz is 3, and then 4 is where I want to kind of talk to you guys. It's O.J. Howard. So we'll start with you, Lee. O.J. Howard is ranked number 4 right now on redraft is the tight ends. Is that is that too high? Is that just right? Too low? What is that? So for him, I'm a little bit lower at five, and I actually have Evan Ingram right before him, and that's mostly because I just think that that Ingram should see a lot of targets in New York, especially with the vacated targets that that Odell Beckham leaves behind. And there is the narrative that Bruce Arians doesn't use his tight end, which is kind of true, kind of not, because he's never had a tight end as talented as O.J. Howard. So that's definitely a guy who could, could even, like, jump into the top three because that offense should be a passing offense and it should be decently high-powered, but he also could be a guy who just doesn't get the the target share. Right. What are your thoughts, Jenna? I agree. Evan Ingram is definitely my number four. Um, I actually had O.J. Howard down towards seven or eight based on Arians. um, I agree. I think, so for me, I like O.J. Howard, and I had Njoku in every single league I was in last year, and and one I had O.J., and both guys did well until O.J. got injured. But we just looked at the list, and you look at targets, and a team that's top in targets is the Giants with 113 to the tight end. Oh, and by the way, Odell Beckham's not there anymore. So targets just opened up, and I'm sorry, I find it hard to believe that Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard are going to take all of these targets away for Ingram. I think that... I think that he is going to be on the up. So I'm with you, both of you that he should be the number four. What are your thoughts, Chris? I've actually got O.J. Howard as the number four tight end. Okay, so that's where you have yeah. him at? Yeah, so you, they, have, uh, they have Ingram at four, and I've got him at five. So we're right there. I mean, we're right at the same spot with those guys. See, I think I'm closer to Jenna, and the reason why is I'm, I'm a value. When I, when I suggest who to take, I, I suggest value. So Jenna says seven or eight. I think I'm closer to her because I will not be drafting O.J. Howard this year. 
I will let people take him in the fifth round and the sixth round while I'm getting more wide receivers and more running backs, and I'll be waiting for guys like uh, Chris Herndon, so to speak, uh, individuals like that. So next up, uh, a guy that I want to talk about is Hunter Henry. Okay. Chris, are you familiar with Hunter Henry's work? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's out there for the Chargers. He's always had to back up, uh, oh, the legend. I Antonio guess. Gates. Antonio Gates, there we go, yeah. When Gates got injured or didn't play, Hunter Henry was a very good target. And then he's been banged up. Yeah, he's, he's had a lot of injuries. But I've got actually, I've got Hunter Henry as my number six overall tight end. Okay. I think, I think he's a value pick that people aren't thinking about. Okay. So what I'm, kind of, you, I'm kind of with you. If, if he's sitting there, I'm taking him. What do you think, Lee, about Hunter Henry? Yeah, so I'm looking for a tweet, actually, that, I, that it was probably a while ago that kind of dissected the targets that are up for grabs now. Okay. Antonio Gates probably not being re-signed, but maybe I'll, I'll look for that after I just give this brief blurb. Yeah, I'm at number six. I just think they really like him. He's a super talented tight end, especially in the red zone. I, I expect Mike Williams to get more work. But then again, I also. But now that Hunter Henry, uh, Hunter Henry's back, he should get a decent amount of work as well, especially in the red zone. So I have him at six. Um, he was on pace a couple of years ago to be a good tight end. So I like. Should be. I'm pretty high on Mike Williams as well, and I think that that offense is just give me a piece. They're going to score a lot of touchdowns, right? And they're going to be in some higher scoring games when they play the Chiefs twice, and just uh, that's just the kind of trend they set last year with everything. The only issue I have with Hunter Henry is that he is number five right now on Fantasy Pros, and the season hasn't even started yet. It's just OTAs. It's not even training camp. I think his price is going to be too high for me for tight end. Uh, once again, I like to wait. Not that I don't think he can be fantastic. Uh, Jenna, what are your thoughts on Hunter Henry? Um, Philip Rivers has proven that he loves going to his tight end. Yes. He's my number five, and I found that in the couple of drafts that I've already done, people are forgetting about him. Well, well, see, that's beautiful. If people are forgetting about him, see, that's what I—that's what I was saying a second ago. Yeah, he's the guy nobody's thinking about. If people are afraid of the injury and passing on him, and you can get him after these guys that he sh- should be ranked. Oh, yes, all day long. Speaking of guys that make me question the tight end position, uh, we've got Jared Cook sitting at number seven. All right, we're gonna start with you, Jen, on Jared Cook. What are, What are your thoughts on this dude? <laughs> yes, okay. So many times expecting like this big breakout season that has never come, and I won't touch him with a 10 foot pole. I don't care if he falls to the 20th round. I don't want anything to do with him. I'm with you. I am absolutely staying away from Jared Cook. I think that there's going to be let somebody else take him that remembers that the Saints used to have a really good tight end in Jimmy Graham. And they'll be like, well, hey, man, he's with Drew Brees. I'm going to take let that guy take him or that gal. And then just wait and get somebody else. Lee, what are your thoughts on Jared Cook? Do you have him ranked that high? Or are you passing? What do you? No, no. Good, good. Nothing, nothing to add, really. I, I think he's closer to Ben Watson than he is to Jimmy Graham. But um, you know, yeah. if he could, I don't know. He's the kind of guy where I would, I'd take him later for sure. I would not draft him at seven. I'd take him after the first twelve tight ends off the board. Maybe hoping that he can bring some of that production that, from Oakland and from the old days of Jimmy Graham. But I can't draft him at seven. That's kind of ridiculous. There's, I, you know, what's crazy about that is I think, and I'll ask Chris this. Chris, is there any way that people are letting him fall that far though? No, it, not it's not possible, right? No, because there's going to be a run on tight ends eventually, and you're going to people are going to be like what you said, forget what he's done in the past. And he had a good season. He had very good. There, he was on a lot of playoff teams. If no. you know, if you had him, you were probably a playoff team last year. I played against him in a championship in one league. So yeah. All right, so next is Air, uh, number eight is the guy I want to talk about because he had a historically high touchdown season last year, and it's Eric Ebron. All right, so we're going to start with you, Lee. Uh, Eric Ebron is ranked eighth on Fantasy Pros, .5 PPR. What are your thoughts on Eric? Is that just right? Is that too high, too low? Or are you? What are your, what are your thoughts on him? him? I actually have him right there at eight, and there is a bit of a question mark just because Doyle should be healthy, and... Luck has shown that he really likes to go to Doyle. But I think Funches has been an, a mediocre player for, for most of his career. And they're expecting him to get some red zone looks. But I think Ebron should still be the main red zone target. And while those touchdowns might regress, 
I still think he, he deserves to be in the conversation for a top eight tight end. Jenna, fire away on Eric Ebron. The Colts, I think I feel about the Colts kind of like I do the Chargers. Give me a piece of that offense. Uh, I think that Mack, I think Hines, I think uh, Paris Campbell could even be pretty fantasy relevant, right? I just, uh, I, I think the Colts offense is going to be a good one. They're going to score a lot of touchdowns. So, sure. And, you know, and if you don't want to invest highly, because you will have to invest in Eric Ebron, he scored so many touchdowns, he will be one of the earlier taken. Jack Doyle's not a bad pick if you wait. Because he's going to get the targets, too. Especially in PPR, he's going to catch four or five balls a game, probably. Yeah, I mean, last year, at one point, I was running two tight ends. I had Zach Ertz and Eric Ebron as my flex. He was just scoring too many points to keep on the bench. Yeah, no, for sure. So, the next person I'm going to talk about is going to be Vance McDonald. He's ranked number 10. I don't like it. I wouldn't touch it. And uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Vance McDonald, Jenna. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, uh, because Heath Miller was always the same kind of like Vance McDonald where nobody ever drafted him, just like nobody ever drafted Ben. He always falls, and he's always a top-ten quarterback, and mm-hmm. he always has a tight end one. So, yeah, I take him at ten. Okay. What about you, Lee? Um, I have him just outside the top ten, I think. And... I wouldn't draft him at 10 because I think there's some other guys that I really like instead of him, but he's a really athletic tight end, has shown that he's got big playability, not the greatest hands, but yeah, he could definitely, he's definitely in the conversation. And, and I found the, what I, the target breakdown uh, that I was looking for for the Chargers. So they've got, they targeted the tight end 73 times. So obviously Hunter Henry won't get all those targets because there's still backup tight ends to account for, Right. but he should get a majority of them. And then Tyrell had 64 targets. So some of those should go to Henry. And he went to the Raiders. So that freed up quite yeah. a few targets, right? Exactly. So there's more or less 100 targets up for grabs. So the next guy I want to talk about is someone I actually got in the Dynasty League. Super late, by the way. I don't like it. He's older. I typically stay away, but I also got a younger tight end to kind of pair with him. Uh, Jimmy Graham is ranked all the way down at 18. Or would you, if he's just sitting there, would you take a flyer on Jimmy Graham for this year? Or just, nope, not touching it. Not touching it. Ain't doing it. I don't trust Jimmy Graham one bit anymore. What about you, Jenna? I laughed at you. I laughed at you when you took him. Oh, good. <laughs> so, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just roast me. Just roast away. What do you, what do you, what about you, Lee? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, he, he's worth, like, uh, if you have a deep, deep roster. Just taking a flyer on, but that's about it. <laughs> okay, so we've got a group of guys. No, he just never does anything. I I don't want. I didn't want the guy. I just. I, <laughs> oh, it's funny. So next is uh, what I want to talk about. There's a grouping of tight ends, and it's twelve through fifteen. Okay, so this is pretty much into the drafts. Everyone, because normally you're in a ten or twelve person league, most. Drafts don't do double tight ends. Some do. So these are looking at, if you're waiting on tight ends, that they might be staring in your face, this grouping of guys, okay? So we've got Austin Hooper, ranked 12. Trey Burton, ranked 13. Got Chris Herndon, 14. And Jack Doyle at 15. Jenna, if all four of those guys are available and you're not yet got a tight end and it's it's time to pull the trigger on one, which guy are you going with of that group? Woo! He finished what sixth last year or something? What? How did he finish last year? It was, it was hot. He's always in that top tier, and he's another one of those forgotten guys. I like it. I like it. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, honestly, for me, pretty similar. Um, I actually do like Hooper a lot, just because he was. I think he finished as a tight end eleven this past year, and. 
you know, he only he broke out after two years, which is kind of ridiculous for a tight end. It usually takes a lot longer. Did you talk about Delaney Walker, though? Well, yeah, he's ranked 11th. I, I pass on that all day. Do you not? No, he's a guy I'm pound, not pounding the table for necessarily. Okay. But, and from a dynasty perspective, he's obviously a super low pick. But in a redraft, in since 2015, so 15, 16, and 17, he finished as the tight end 4, 5, and 6. So what you're saying is he's getting worse every year. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, you can say that, I guess. But what you really have to look at is that he is productive when he's on the field and Mario delights to throw him the ball. Let me ask you a question. Is is he going to be one of the guys, though, with name recognition that people take too much stock in? Or is he going to be a guy you think that individuals realize, man, I watched one of my – one of my league mates draft him last year, and he didn't. Do, and he got injured, and it kind of, kind of hurt him. And they kind of pass on that because a lot of people have short memories. They think of what just happened. What can you do for me lately, right? So what just happened? So you, are you thinking people are going to very much kind of like uh, when we talk about, uh, excuse me, the Austin Hooper? People are just going to kind of sleep and kind of let him pass because of that. Yeah, I think I think it'll just be undervalued. I think that. People remember they didn't play all last year. He'll kind of start slipping down draft boards because he's a little older too. But I think I think he could be a guy who could finish as a top tight end and has done it for three years. Nice, Chris. And what what are your thoughts on this grouping of guys? Uh, well, I'm not going to touch Austin Hooper. I don't like the guy. Okay. He he ruined one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> uh, so Austin Hooper's off the board. So out of all those guys, I'm going to take Trey Burton. I think he's going to get the most opportunities in that system to run there in Chicago. But keep an eye on him. Make sure his hurdy is okay. Yeah, well, hopefully he's healthy. For me, uh, for me, and uh, I, I'm interested in y'all's thoughts on Herndon. Uh, I like him. He was uh, a lot of times whenever I look at a fantasy draft, and I start doing my research for the upcoming season, I look at last month production, and I look at what what teams are trending, especially if they're keeping OCs or changing. Now I know there's a lot of changes as far as uh, the Jets are concerned. But Sam Darnold did show to kind of throw some targets his way. So I'm thinking because I'm a waiter, so I'm literally waiting until almost the last round like Ed Njoku last season. So I think in Herndon might be my Huckleberry. He might be the guy that I pull at that, at that opportunity. Am I crazy for that? Or do you think he can be fantasy relevant, Jenna? I definitely think he can be fantasy relevant. I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of targets up for grabs. They don't have any really great wide receivers there, do they? Who do they have? I mean... Robbie yeah. Anderson's about Rob, and then you've got Quincy Inwong. Yeah, Anunwa catching four yard passes all day long. You know, and then they got the guy from uh, the Redskins, Jameson uh, Crowder. Yeah, yes. Crowder. So, yeah, no, and then you obviously got Le'Veon, who's going to steal some touches. I think he can definitely be a good producer. Perfect. What are your thoughts on him, Lee? Yeah, I think um, he should dominate the red zone share actually because they don't really have a threat like him, and he's shown that he he caught a few touchdown passes down there. And Anunua is a big dude, but it hasn't really been utilized in there as much. So it, he could definitely get a lot of red zone work. That could produce a lot of touchdowns for him. So I want to talk about two rookies real quick. This is uh, certainly playing with fire. So I want to advise anybody listening who's working on building a draft that if you are going to wait on tight end, and especially if you're going to pick a tie, uh, rookie, you probably need to draft two tight ends. Uh, I'm not a big believer in drafting two tight ends unless you're in Dynasty, probably. You should only have one and just kind of stream if you're waiting, especially. But uh, the two guys I want to talk about are TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Okay? Two Iowa boys. They're ranked 22 and 23, respectively, of every, of all the lists. They played together in college. Uh, both were beasts. Both did very, very, very well. Both are first-round tight ends. So something I want to get into real quick before we talk about him is Joe Flacco. Okay, Joe Flacco is in Denver now. So we had the Ravens with 127 targets last year, okay, uh, to the tight end. They were number seven in the NFL. Now this is something a little bit even more telling. Joe Flacco got injured week nine and never saw the field again. There were 83 targets to the tight end by the end of the game week nine. That was 65% of the season targets right there were Flacco to the tight end. So the trend of him utilizing his tight end is certainly going to, I think, be a thing. Uh, He's not, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be of Ertz caliber or 
or Kelsey. There's, I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form, but certainly it's a direction that he goes. Now, we're a little cloudy. We're going to talk about Fant real quick, okay? It's a little cloudy because it's kind of deep. There's two or three guys there that are going to use. So you've got Hooerman, you've got Fant, and then you've got Butt. And I know Jenna has done quite a bit of history on him. So, Jenna, tell me, make some sense of this tight end situation in Denver for me. Are we just passing on it, or is there somebody we need to be looking for? Um, well, with Joe Flacco as the quarterback, I think – that you want fans. Of course, he's he's your pass-catching tight end. Jake Butt is more of an all-around guy. He can catch catches. Um, he's been seen in OTAs, and he looks fire. But I think they're going to go to that two-tight end set, and I think if you're going to wait, either of those is a good late-round pick. I, I would agree. What, what do you think about, about Fantley? Yeah, so we, we touched on this when I, we were doing rookie rankings last episode. Yes. But it's just it's hard for me to get behind a rookie tight end and redraft just because it takes so long for them to develop. So for for fans for Fan Hawkinson, I probably would actually prefer Hawkinson over over Fan just because he is an established blocker and he could get on the field a little bit sooner than Fan. It's just tough because Vic Fangio is the head coach in Denver now. They're going to want to run the ball and you know play defense. So I'm just worried that Fant won't get won't get on the field enough. Yeah, it's safe to say I really don't know what to expect from the Denver offense because Flacco started the season the first month. He looked almost like he was. I don't want to compare it to Alex Smith the season before, but he certainly had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and he looked a little bit better even fantasy-wise than he did the few seasons before. But you have a defensive-minded coach, and their offensive coordinator was the quarterback coach for the 49ers. So as far as where their targets are coming from and all that, the only thing you can really go off of is what we saw from Flacco in Baltimore, which is an entirely different system. So I'm with you. I would say if, if I'm drafting a guy like Herndon, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a backup tight end. I might go Fant. Now, I want to, I'm going to switch to TJ. TJ, I think, has an amazing, easy path as, as far as path would be concerned with the Lions. Jesse James is the only guy that stands in his way. So what are your thoughts on him, Jenna? Do you think that TJ with the Lions is, a, is going to be fantasy viable this season or no? Well, they did change their OC. Is it a is it a Stafford thing? You think? Is it just? Oh yeah. That I think quarterbacks favor their tight ends more than schemes, especially with Stafford and and like Joe Flacco, who these guys are older. They run their own offenses. They're not being told what plays to run and stuff as much. So. Bingo! I can't wait to get the uh, I can't wait to get uh, Nate the Big Cat on. We should. Uh, I'd love to see him debate with us some some Lions tight ends action because he, he's <laughs> he's all about it. But <laughs> uh, what do you think, Lee? What are your thoughts? Uh, I kind of touched on it. I think that Hawkinson definitely has the better chance to get on the field um, earlier than Fance. It's um, and I don't think the Lions would invest such a high pick at a tight end if they didn't plan to use him in the receiving game. So he's a guy again I like in dynasty. But a guy I will bring up is who's similar athletic comparables to Fant is Mike Gesicki. Is kind of a guy who who maybe you could target late in drafts. Dolphins just because he does have yeah, the Dolphins. He he does have a similar athletic profile to um to Fant. And if I'm not sure if Fitzpatrick is going to be the quarterback or not, but he really utilized OJ Howard this past year. And Kasicki's a good athlete at the tight end position. So I definitely favor him in redraft over the, the, the rookie tight ends. So we're talking about quarterbacks, and we're talking about their trends, right? Uh, I think Jen hit the nail on the head that 
a quarterback, uh, Joe Flacco, it leans a little bit towards the tight end position, and Stafford has kind of shown a history of not doing that. So there's a team that is leading in targets for the tight end position, which is the Eagles. I know Chris talked about it last week when we were doing your rankings, uh, Lee, and he's like, Wentz needs to stop throwing to his tight end. Well, Wentz has shown that he's going to throw to his freaking tight end like a crazy, like a crazy animal. So there's a name I'm looking at on this list, and it's Dallas Goddard. I like him, and he's ranked number 20, which means he's free, right? I would certainly take Dallas over Jimmy Graham if he was available, but uh, <laughs> um, and I would probably take Jimmy over both of these rookies, or not Jimmy, I'm sorry, uh, Dallas Goddard over both of these rookies. So am I crazy, Jenna, for thinking I might plant my flag on him as one of my late-round targets in all of my drafts? Unless he gets a touchdown, you're thinking, right? That would be the one grace that that would that, that could make you win the matchup. Lee, what are your thoughts on Goddard? Are you with her? Oh, I, I stand somewhere in the middle. I think for Dynasty, he's a guy I've been targeting a lot because Ertz is a huge salary cap hit on the books next year, and he can be cut for basically nothing. So he might be out the door, and Goddard will take full full tight end role. But the Eagles also run a lot of 12 personnel, and they've said they want to run more. And 12 personnel is where they do run two tight ends, for those who don't know. Right. And I do think that Goddard is going to be utilized even more than he was last year. So I think in the, definitely in the event of an Ertz in, uh, injury, but also could have some standalone production. So there's more. Uh, there's another situation that I want to kind of analyze, and they're on the same team. It's Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. And we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, what are your thoughts on these two guys? Are you just out on the passing attack with the Ravens, period? I don't trust Lamar Jackson to throw anybody the ball. Okay. Okay. Anybody. What do you think, Lee, about these two guys? I'd have to say it's um, it's Andrews of the two. But, uh, yeah, again, I'm a little bit worried about like Lamar Jackson throwing the ball and Hayden Hurst put on some muscle, which could lead to more receiving production if he's more athletic, and I just don't know. So I'm staying away. Hayden Hurst was a was a was a steal of a pickup in last year's draft. I just I'm just worried about his quarterback. It's really, I think Hayden Hurst is going to develop could develop into a top ten tight end overall down the road, but I just don't think he has a quarterback for it. What are your thoughts, Jenna? I'm taking Hayden Hurst in dynasty. Thank you. Um, See, she didn't laugh at me at that. Sure, and he probably will go undrafted, honestly, in most uh, in most drafts too. Especially, I mean, you're looking at him; he's not even he's right at the top thirty range. So, I mean, he's where is he at? He's ranked twenty nine, so right with Seals Jones and Safarian Jenkins. So, Jenna, is there a name we didn't cover that is someone that owners should look out for? Some somebody that our listeners should check out and say, "Hey, this is a guy that I, I should look for," or, or do we pretty much cover everybody that was relevant? Okay. Lee, is there anybody else besides him? Or was that was that it? Oh, just yeah, one just um Tyler Eifert. He he brings me time and time again. <laughs> he's but, always hurt. Uh, it hurts, it does hurt. But he's a guy who you could pair pair with, you know, one of those uh like Herndons or something as a high upside guy, guy who's when he's on the field is a super productive guy, red zone threat. And, you know, he's, he's done it in the past. So I think, you know, I'll, I'll keep him on my radar. I'll, I'll listen to uh, the injury bug reports and the reports coming out of camp. But he's another late guy. Okay, Chris, anybody that you've seen that we didn't talk about? Yeah, uh, you guys are going to think I'm crazy for it, but I'm going to draft Jason Witten if these top 15 tight ends are gone. <laughs> I mean, depending on how deep we are. And I know you think it's hilarious, but Jason Witten <laughs> averages seven, about 70 catches a year. I know he took a year off and all that. 
but he's still better than the, the 15 tight ends below that, where he's ranked at. Well, he's getting more aerodynamic now. He shaved his head. He's no longer got the spray hair on. Well, that's not so. going to help with that. <laughs> but I'm just going off of off of averages with Jason Witten versus all these other guys. I mean, Dallas Goddard, if you just look at his stats, he had 44 targets, 33 receptions last year. Okay. Jason Witten, that late in the draft, Jason Witten's going to get 60 catches and 500 yards. He's going to be a better, better value pick right now than Dallas Goddard will be. And that's the only reason I'm going to take Witten over Goddard. Jenna, I know you want to say something, so fire away, Jenna. Well, if we're going to draft Jason Witten, we might as well go ahead and draft Jordan Reed, too, really high. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Jordan Reed just disgusts me. That guy. No. Captain Foot Injury. So a name that I'm kind of that, that kind of sticks out to me is, so Delaney Walker, I think Lee hit a good point with Delaney. Uh, he's, off, he's obviously older. The production's been there, and he's been a big part of championship teams the last few years. Uh, for sure. So, Lee, let me ask you a question strategy-wise. If you're going to take Delaney Walker, and if he's going to be a value for you as well, are you just saying, okay, perfect, I've got him. If something happens injury-wise, I'll just make it happen. Or are you going to invest completely into the Titans, and are you going to take Ian Thomas as well? Well, Ian Thomas is a Panther. Do you mean Jonathan Smith? Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, Johnny Smith, I am not a fan of at all. He he was a sleeper last year because Walker went down and did absolutely nothing. So definitely not. I think I, I would feel comfortable in redraft with Delaney Walker by himself, honestly. I think I agree with you. I think that the only way I would be drafting two tight ends would be as if I was just, if I tried to play the waiting game and it just turned out to not end up well for me and I had to end up with uh, Hayden Hurst and Jimmy Graham. I think that's the only reason I would have two. Personally, other than that, I think I would I think I would pass on that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. I think we lost Jenna on our on our Skype chat. So let me try to ring her try to ring her back and get her back in here. Okay, here she comes. There she is. You back, Jenna? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, my computer cut out real quick. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. We were talking about. We were just talking about. Handcuffing uh, tight ends, if it's something you should do, and I think we're all in agreement that is absolutely not a thing to do at all. If you wait on tight end, you take one, and you just play the you play the stream game if it doesn't work out for sure. So in closing, yes, Jenna, do you have something you wanted to add? Greg Olson. What's up? Healthy. Greg, you have some names. Greg Olson. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be another name that... He did it to us twice. Greg Olson will be healthy till the second catch of the year. He'll re-break his ankle. <laughs> he's been he's, his foot. It, I mean, you looking at the last two years? He's been injured like that. So that's another name that people will probably stay away from. Him. You can get it a value though. Like, why wouldn't you? If if you can take him at the same Jimmy Graham range and everything else, he's obviously has a better history than Jimmy Graham and Aaron Aaron Rodgers have, right? So it could be good. What do you think, Lee? Do you think that's do you think that's a range you would go, or are you passing because of the two years of injury? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm passing. <laughs> I just, um, Ian Thomas did produce a little bit last year as a rookie, and he wasn't supposed to, so I think that he should take another step up, and they'll just kind of try to phase phase Olsen out. So, not my guy. Perfecto. No, man. I, I'd like Greg Olson personally for the right price, but... It's, uh, it's another thing, you know, we want to give good advice. We want the individuals who listen to our show to be like, man, this is what I lock my lineup with. This is what I do to try to win my league and have competitive advantage over everybody else. And for me, everybody's draftable with the exception of Jimmy Graham, apparently, with the, with the last, with uh, at the, for the right price. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's <laughs> draftable either. So for, so for the right price. So I think it's just important that everybody understands where the targets are coming from. That's why we broke that down. If you have a team that is not using the tight end, tight end, excuse me, or a, or a quarterback that's historically not going that way, it might be a good idea to fade that person or that or that team. So that's what I have for today, uh, Jenna. Thank you so much for being on the program with us and calling in and being our guest. We appreciate you. Oh, for sure, and we'll definitely have you back on again. Is there anything you want to say in closing at all? Oh, I said, is there anything you want to say in closing to, to the listeners? No, just, um, just thank you for having me. Okay, perfect. 
And Lee, thanks for being on again, sir. Anything you want to give the listeners before we sign off today? Um, yeah, just one thing. The the site's up for Creator Rank. It's really exciting. It looks great. I do have an article up there also. It's about uh, Chris Godwin, and I will be fading him. So if you want to see why, be sure to check it out. Absolutely. I agree with you, by the way. It's a good article. Uh, Chris, anything you want to say? Leave, to, leave the people with? Yeah, yeah, just real quick. Uh, if this uh, if this podcast doesn't get your fire burning, it's because your wood's wet. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's exciting. And, and for me, I just want to, number one, uh, it, it pumps me up to be part of such a passionate team. Uh, our objective, our goal, is whether you're a Dynasty player, a Rejaf player, and even DFS, is to kick everybody's butt and score more fake touchdowns than them. So uh, that's the objective, that's the goal when we create these show topics to give you the knowledge so that you can go in and beat everybody. Uh, Once again, uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you have not done so and you're liking this, please subscribe, give a review, uh, let the people know, share the podcast so we can reach out to more people as we continue to grow this thing and do everything we can to get better and take over the world. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to Lineup Locked. This is episode two. We are out. Peace. Later, everybody.